Hoops and Dramas podcast. I'm Adam Shalafu. We got Stefano Bajos. We got Leo Kuhn. Uh, the original big three, whatever you want to call it. The triangle offense, the triangle offensive, depending on who you ask. Uh, but I'm happy to be here with you guys. How are we doing on this uh, glorious Tuesday? Doing good. Thank you. Um, happy to have you guys on, Leo. We had you on last week. Uh, hard to believe that that was the time flies, you know, when you're having fun. NBA playoffs are fun. Uh, Stefano, it's been a while for you. Um, how's it feel to be back? Man, it's invigorating. I feel like I have purpose in life again. I feel like my guardian angels are speaking to me again. Um, you know, like my sex life is, is already feeling better just knowing that I'm going to, you know, yesterday I was just like, my libido was high. I was like, I'm going to be on the podcast. My, my, my woman was like, what's going on with you? I'm like, I'm just pumped. So, you know, it's really turned my life around. So I'm, I'm really excited. Beautiful. That's great. I, uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. It's just powerful stuff, I guess. <laughs> what it is. And uh, it's beautiful. It's just great to see your beautiful faces. You know, it, it is uh, great to see you guys always. And uh, speaking of great to see, how about some jewelry? How about some bling? All right. Uh, my my friend Sean, he is a college athlete, lacrosse player. And he told me about Algo jewelry. It's more than jewelry. It's a lifestyle. But you can keep it simple, you know, with a Figaro rope chain or spice up your look a little bit with a little Cuban link. I know you want that Cuban link, Stefano. Uh, Figaro, it's, Figaro. <laughs> it's a r- wide range, though, of options for every price range. Don't have to break the bank. You don't have to come out here looking like Joey Burrow, you know, with that thing on. Um, so you can find what works for you. And uh, product source from Italy, you can be assured to know that the products have been checked for quality and are guaranteed to last. Shop now at algojewelry.com and make sure to use the code HOTSUMMER for 20% off your next order. But how about some ColorCast? Uh, we love talking sports. That's what we're doing right now. ColorCast is free to use and download. You can talk to the three of us on there other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. So, you know, it kind of gets a very interactive feel for podcasting. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, tons of shows are using it, post-game breakdowns, reacting to news. And um, it's a great little community. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app. It's free in the iOS app store. You create a profile, you link your Twitter. Uh, You can follow my Twitter at FargoFu, F-O-U-X, and you'll be notified when my green, le- green room goes live. Uh, and we'll be uh, going live on ColorCast. We got spicy takes. That's how we do it. Anyway, uh, let's get to business, folks. We, we have a busier show. Um, just to give you guys a little preview, we got the Dallas Mavericks upsetting the Phoenix Suns. We're going to talk about that. Uh, then... From there, we're going to get into a little Dallas Mavericks versus Golden State Warriors, the Western Conference Finals, and then we're going to get into uh, the Eastern Conference Finals, of course, and it should be really fun. Uh, Stefano, you're our resident Heat diehard fan. Leo, you are 
that what are, are they your like number two team, Leo? Where would you rank them? I know you're a big fan. Yeah, where would you rank them, Mr. Leo? Heat, uh, Bulls first, Heat second. Okay, nice. Yeah, probably yep, Bulls yep, first, yep. Heat thirtieth for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually, uh, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I have so much respect for the Miami Heat as a franchise, and it starts at the top with Pat Riley. Uh, Pat Riley is like an interesting character for Bulls fans because you got that rivalry when he's the head coach of the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. Uh, There was some bad blood, you know, and him and Phil Jackson love to have their press conference chess matches, if you will. But the way he is built and continued has continued to uh, build really good teams in Miami and the eye for talent, the scouting department, uh, the fact that you get Eric Spolstra, who's one of the best coaches in the NBA, and you get this guy who is like a, a video guy, and you, uh, I'm sure Spolstra already had a beautiful basketball mind, but you could see the blueprint laid on him by Pat Riley. Uh, so I just really respect the way he's built everything. And then even though he's not a bull, you know, Jimmy Butler is definitely one of the uh, best bulls I've seen in my lifetime. And so uh, got a root for him. They got Max Struess. So it's interesting. And then I, I grew up really getting into the history of the Boston Celtics. So it's, it's going to be a fun series out there. Uh, let's start with that Celtics Bucks series. So that one wraps up. Leo, you had Bucks in seven. I had Celtics in seven. Uh, it was honestly a really tight series. And first thing that comes to my mind is I just wish Jason, or I'm sorry, uh, Chris Middleton was healthy because I'm sure that changes things a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know last time we talked, I said the uh, Bucks in seven, if I recall, and I did change your mind. Just to note that you did change your mind, so you were wrong as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, kudos to the Celtics. Kudos to um, uh, Idoku. He, he, he. Hell of a job, man. Hell of a job. Um, came down to the wire. Great series, and I mean, hats off to him. I, I think what I did uh, underestimate it was, like you said, it starts at the top. Brad Stevens is at the top, so yeah. um, that's what I. That's one variable that I would say I uh, undervalued. I put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impressive to see. I feel like you're still seeing his handprints on that, right? Like on their offense. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, and and on defense, you know, like when when Giannis comes down. There's a wall there. Like there's guys arms wide open. Two guys arms wide open just just discourage him from getting in that lane because that's where he that's where he really does his damage when he's down. When he gets the paint touch, it's over. And they just try to keep him on that perimeter and uh, force other guys to make shots. Which you know Pat Connaughton, I was kind of. Uh, I mean, I know it's the NBA, but you know Pat Connaughton missed some open shots. Uh, Grayson Allen missed some open shots. Uh, you got those shots got to be made, just like you said. You know, if Chris Middleton's in the mix, uh, he's one of those guys who you know knocks down those open shots. Yeah, Giannis did everything he could. I mean, two twenty rebound games in a row, and yeah. uh, an assist away from a twenty five, twenty, and ten triple double. Uh, 
but that's the thing, you know, one of the things about Giannis is when you run a ton through him, he's going to turn the ball over. And that's not a knock. It is what it is. He's like, you know, eight feet tall. No, he, what does what he list at 6'11", but seven turnovers in, uh, was that game five, six turnovers in game six, five turnovers in game seven. Uh, when you have Chris Middleton on the floor, Giannis doesn't have to be as much of a facilitator. Giannis is someone you absolutely want to run things through sometimes, but I don't think he's the guy you want to run everything through. And when the Bucks become like overly dependent, just like any, any team, I think when you become overly dependent on one player, it's hard to pull it off, but I don't think the Bucks had much of a choice uh, considering some of those injuries and, uh, but the Celtics, you got to give them credit. Like you said, Leo, they game planned really well uh, on defense and he's one of those dudes. All you can really do is slow him down. And so to have him under 50%, despite scoring 44 points and 25 points in those last two games of the series, to have him under 40, uh, under 50%, he's 46 in game six, 39 in game seven. I think they did a good, they clearly did a good enough job. Good enough job. Yeah. Uh, the, I will say with the Bucks, uh, I was kind of disappointed to see them get away from that Drew Holiday, Giannis pick and roll. That was very effective, but uh, I felt like they didn't run it as much. I don't know why, but um, that, that that really did give the, uh, like, just like you said, you know, running things through Giannis without him necessarily having the ball in his hand. Uh, bringing up the floor that uh, they gave the Celtics some problems with that, but uh, they got away from it. And like you said, the Celtics did a good enough job neutralizing whatever the Bucks threw at them to get the win the series in advance. Uh, Stefano, what do you think? Um, I think uh, when you're running the offense through one guy, especially he's not Jokic, uh, but he actually is a pretty damn good passer. Um, um, that it's just normal that you're going to have turnovers. I remember Wade, would, like D-Wade would like, you know, always have like kind of a lot of turnovers that Harden kind of has a lot of turnovers. When you're just the guy that like the ball runs through you, um, you know, a team is going to have at least 10 turnovers a game usually and or, or more, you know. Uh, so it's normal for like the, the, the main guy to have like, you know, as long as it's not like over seven, I feel like, you're not fucking up too much if you are a big part of the offense. You know, if you're not a big part of the offense, you got five turnovers, like, dude, you're hurting the team big time. So I don't count that too much against them, especially since they were. But but saying that, like, I agree, like, they they shouldn't have been. I mean, you're saying they didn't have much of an option, kind of true, because they had a playmaker gone with Middleton. And who knows, man, who knows? But, um, um, but yeah, it's, it's I, I think they should have gotten a little bit more Drew, like having Drew in that pick and roll. I definitely agree with that. Um, but I did say that um, – somebody remind me before I make this point. Uh, were they – were the were the Bucks up 3-2 and the Celtics ended up winning 4-3? Did it ever go 3-2, Bucks? Does anybody know? I'll double-check that. I believe – Yeah, know. the Bucks were up 3-2. Yeah. Okay. So I, I wanted to say really impressive when by the Celtics, I, I, I did, 
I remember calling like game seven before the game started. I was like, man, you know what? Celtics are going to win this. Um, obviously, they had home home court advantage, so that helps. And that place was rocking. It was it was amazing atmosphere, at least from the TV. But but um, but man, I just feel like that group is hungry, man. Like that group's been together for a minute. They had an amazing kind of second part of the season where they kind of figured something out. They were playing amazing, and they're just like they're young and they're hungry, and they're, they're, that's why they're kind of a scary team. And I just knew, like, I was like, when I saw how they came back from, from that, like how they won that game six and Al Horford, it was like this magical, like man, they 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 kind of had that like sprinkle of a special team thing going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I just felt like you know what the Bucks like, uh, like they're good, but they don't got Middleton, like they don't have that same hunger they had as last year. They don't have that same toughness losing PJ Tucker. And I was just like, this Boston Celtics team, I just feel like it's, it's their time. So so I kind of saw that happening. Um, but, you know, Giannis, Giannis is still the – he's the best player, man. To me, he's the, the best player in the world, dude. So, yeah. like, it's not going to be easy. But, you know, it, it just goes to show, man, the competition in the NBA is good and you can't just have one – you know, everything's got to be clicking right. So, so you know, they blew – think about it. Having Imagine having the best player in the world and you're up 3-2 in a playoff series. And most people would be like, yeah, you're going to win one out of two. You're the best player in the world. And not just good, like dominant. Yeah. But, you know, so. (laughs) Right. And it was hard to pick against Giannis in a game seven. Like, because Giannis does, like, he's clutch. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He plays his best basketball when his team needs him to. Uh, He's one of those dudes who has that other level. I mean, just look at how they won the championship with the 50-piece, you know, last right. year. Uh, and that was my pick going into the NBA season was, was the Bucks to win it all. Uh, okay. when, you, wow. when you lose Chris Middleton, yeah. you yeah. kind of – you just lose that guy who's waiting when the defense is going to collapse on Giannis. He's waiting. He's going to knock down that shot. He makes some real big shots. Uh, he gets really- hot. Oh, right. He's he gets hot sometimes. You know? Yeah. Right. And right. Like, shoot, he's a really long and versatile defender. And having him out there would have really helped because the Celtics, they're, they can do so many different things to you. They can go big, they can go small. But when you can have that Giannis at the center and Middleton at the power forward lineup, uh, you get real quick and you can kind of run four out, five out, uh, just creates a lot of matchup problems. So uh, it, it was a bummer, you know, but injuries, I guess they're part of the game, huh? Yep. Part of the game, man. man. The cost of doing business. Ask Brandon Roy, bro. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, how about that callback? Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. I've been having Brandon Roy in mind because I'm suffering from lower back problems, man, this whole month. I've had a a rough month with it. And I just – yesterday I was thinking a lot about Brandon Roy, and I was like, damn, like, like, like he really – cut. he, like, was so good, and he just had to, like, say, I retire. Because you would think you'd just figure it out how to heal your shit, but crazy. Yeah. At least he got to kind of – have some good years. I always think about Greg Oden, man. Oh yeah. Brandon Roy, yeah. you know, teammates like that dude was the best player in college, not close. 
Hey, he won a championship though, didn't he? Oh yeah. What was this part? Wait, who was he with? The Heat. Was it the Heat? Was he on one of? The, I think he was on. Oh, the he Heat. no, he was on the. I do remember on the Heat, but I just forgot. Was he on one of those LeBron teams? He definitely he was. Now I just got to. Oh my god, that's right. Greg Oden. I remember him being on the Heat. I just forgot that he was on the championship squad. That's funny. Who's the, the other the other guy? 13-14. Uh, uh, did they win the championship in 13-14, or is that the Spurs? Oh, that was the Spurs. Ooh. That was the last. Yeah, assuming yeah. that's the last. That was the last year, yeah. Yeah. That was the other year the Spurs yeah. won. Oh, so he got to lose a championship. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. He, he got to play with LeBron, I guess, and be Wade. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That was his final year, only 26. Crazy, bro. I mean – he always looked like he was aging in dog years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're wondering how dog years aging works, I did do the. Uh, I figured out. Oh, you. Yeah. So there's uh, 365 days in a year, and that's the amount of time it takes the Earth to travel around the sun. That's one year. And so dog years are one human year. So 365 divided by seven is roughly 52. And so if you would like to celebrate your birthday seven times more every year, dog years, birthdays, super simple oh, life hack. Come on. Yeah. Come on, people change it up, dude. Yeah. I've been celebrating. You know what? No, I'll, I'll, I'll add this though. Um, I got something better than dog year birthdays. What? Uh, Unbirthdays. There are 364 unbirthdays. Oh wow. Go so ask not getting older. <laughs> go, go go ask Alice. Alice in Wonderland, they were celebrating their oh, at the tea party, they were that. celebrating the unbirthdays. That's groundbreaking okay. stuff. <laughs> That's Speaking good. of groundbreaking stuff, color cast. Color cast. Boom. A live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and use. Talk to me, other fans, insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, reacting to news. Uh, all you need to do is download the ColorCast app, free on the iOS app store. Create a profile. You link that Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at FargoFoo, F-O-U-X. Uh, and then, you know, you get notified when we uh, when we go live. Uh, so check that out. Check that out color cast we are going to take a real short break and then we'll be right back with you playtime is over all right we're back for you it seems like we were never gone but we were (laughs) now we're back anyway uh dallas all right we're we're transitioning to the western conference don't worry folks we will go back to uh heat celtics of course and we'll talk about dallas warriors we got to finish up these recaps dallas upset the suns i don't know if a lot of people saw that coming um my concern going in that series like what are they going to do to guard uh luka Doncic? turns out they can't (laughs) (laughs) turns out there was no answer to that question yeah none None. I thought I thought after the first two games, I was like, dude, this is going to be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep. I gave Mavericks no chance because I was just like, bro, Luca just he just that that offense is just too slow. You know, they wait too long in the shot clock. Uh, I saw a tweet. I don't know who said it, but it was funny. 
Like the Suns just lost to no vertical LeBron and four Uber drivers. Wow. And that's, that's and extremely I th- disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, bro. Luca is no vertical LeBron. I mean, maybe bet more skilled than LeBron, you can argue. But like he's got not even on the same spectrum of verticalness as LeBron. I mean, like, right. you know what I mean? Like he's athletic, no, to say for someone to say he's no vertical is that's like I mean, he can dunk, bro, but like he's six eight. Come like, come on, cannot, bro. Like, bro. You cannot compare yeah. his athleticism to LeBron's athleticism. Right. To, to, no. Exactly. To say no vertical LeBron is very fair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. To say no athleticism, Luca, is not fair. But to say no vertical LeBron, fair. You know what I mean? How about not like, as vertical LeBron? Bro. No, no, no. Please, bro. I bet you he's Please, not dunking bro. on people. He's not. No, I gotta look up Luca Doncic. Luca has never cocked back with one hand to his waist while <laughs> in the air a ball and yoked it through at nine hundred miles an hour, bro. Please, bro. Please, he's no vertical approach. He, he got a mean jump stop, though. Mean jump stop. <laughs> he's got to mean everything else. He's got to mean everything else. He, I mean, he's amazing, dude. I'm not trying to take anything away from and I'm about calling to... the other. Guess guess what his vertical is, you snoozers. <laughs> look up his what you look at his combine shit? What, what I just did. 42 inch <laughs> vertical. Well, whatever, bro. He was yeah, feeling really no. good that day. Whoever's on Twitter's gotta chill out and to call Jalen Brunson an Uber driver. I know that's not really fair. He's been amazing. But he like, but let's break. be but let but let's be serious though. You take Luca off that team and you put, let's say, just replace him with Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Like and just take Luca off the off the squad. They don't that make the play. Exactly, bro. Exactly. So NBA Uber drivers. <laughs> you need a Come on, they don't make the playoffs, bro. You take Luca yeah. off the team, they don't make the playoffs. It's fact. <laughs> you need a superstar. Luca's a superstar. Right. Without cre- LeBron's vertical. <laughs> and those and look and credit, he makes all those players in a sense better and all those players are stepping up and they're they're all playing their role so like credit to them like they're they're all being a star in their roles you know what i mean so I'm, like it's not like they're trash but yeah without, i'm not saying that at all right i'm not saying uber drivers are trash at all either because they get- yeah, you know what respect uber drivers i've done over a thousand rides okay i've driven yes. uber a lot they, they <laughs> work hard they, they are they uber drivers are star in their roles stars in yeah. their roles and that's all. Yeah. Yeah. Just be a star in your role. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that as far as like star power goes, you have more stars. The biggest star in that series is Luka Doncic. The, there's more stars for Phoenix, undoubtedly. Like yeah. if you look at the top five best players in that series in order, I'd probably say Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. And then bridges, you know? Yeah. But what the scientific community is calling this is a Luca eclipse because <laughs> he had just as many points as the Phoenix Suns whole team at halftime in game seven, oh. hence a Luca eclipse. And so it's very rare that you see a Luca eclipse. That was actually, I think, the first Luca eclipse I've ever seen. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it kind of reminds me of Ragnarok, not the bullshit Marvel movie, but the Norse apocalypse where Fenrir, the wolf, eats the sun. Luka Doncic ate the sun. All right. Nice, nice yeah, reference. Hell yeah. Who's waiting for that one? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, and there was I mean they played the Suns and there was literally a, a lunar eclipse that night. Uh there was a yeah, there was there was there was, literally it was, was. It was Sunday night. It was Sunday night. Oh it was, uh, it was oh yeah, it was Sunday that was game night. Seven. Yeah, that yeah, was, was game seven. seven. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So there, yeah. Come on, dude. come on, dude! dude. Oh, it's a Luca eclipse, bro. Dude, it's cosmic, bro. And, and, and to add to that, you gotta give Luca credit because they won Game Seven in Phoenix. Yeah, right, dude. I mean, what a what an insane game, bro! Like in Phoenix, it was. It's just un, it's like unexplainable. Like, how did they lay an egg like that? Like, I think I saw that. Devin Booker didn't hit his first shot until the third quarter. Oof. Bro. Yeah. Game yo, seven are different, man. How did that happen? Like, what What are y'all's explanation? Like, how did they just – it's just an off night? Like, they just had yeah, – Yeah, Make a mislead. I mean, the, the mindset, too, man. Like, I, it's like, I mean, Devin Booker, they, they've been there. They went to the – didn't they go to the finals? But yeah. that's – I mean, I, I, what I see, it's just a different game. You, you got to think about, like, I guess I put it this way: like the superstars, like the Jay, uh, Jason Tatum, like these guys, like they perform. Like there's a, there's a special player who can perform at that level consistently. You know, no matter what the stakes are. And I mean, it, 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 you could say you had an off night. Some people would say, it, you know, it's a make or miss league. But game sevens are different, man. She's <laughs> weird. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, for me this was a big moment that I think everyone should have seen coming. It's just a matter of maybe it came a little sooner than we expected, but Luca is that kind of player to be able to take over a series. You know, there's a reason they're calling him uh, making the LeBron comparisons uh, because he was able to totally dominate that. Let's, let's pull up from the group chat. Uh, shout out to Jake for sending this one. So over the course of the seven game series, Luka Doncic outscores the fourth place MVP, Devin Booker, 218 to 164, out rebounded seven foot DeAndre Ayton, 69 to 57, out assisted Chris Paul, 49 to 40. And he had more steals than defensive player of the year runner up, Mikael Bridges, 15 to nine. And so he literally just took that over. And, um, that's how they took that game seven. But then Spencer Dinwiddie, 21 points at half, too. And uh, then what did, what did Brunson wind up having? I want to say 28 in that game. Uh, pull that up right now. And so they go on to he win by 24 points. He had, he had 24. Just 24? It was 24. Yeah. yeah. Luca outperformed the whole Sun squad, bro. It's so funny. Yeah, he outperformed the whole Sun Squad. De- Devin Booker finished with eleven points. And they'd be comparing to Kobe and shit. Well, Dallas really fourteen. Like, I think one of the dudes who didn't get enough credit this year is Jason Kidd because he turned them into a really, really elite defensive team. Yeah, yeah, they're playing really good D. Yeah, that's a good point. And that is coach. Like, I feel like when especially defense is so much the coaching influence because that's like that's attitude. You know what I mean? That's like that's mentality. 
And that's uh, obviously a chemistry too, because great defensive teams have good chemistry. So yeah, this this season, especially this playoffs, has given man Jay Kidd's stock is fine. It's like he's got he's getting some respect now because highest I feel like, it's ever been. Yeah, hundred percent. And especially with the the trade for when they trade Perzingis and they get Dinwiddie, I don't think Dinwiddie is. I mean, I think Dinwiddie is really good, but like he was just out of that out of this world the other night. Uh, I don't think he's a very consistently great uh, three-point shooter, but he's obviously someone who can uh, knock shots down. But, you know, he, he's another versatile uh, dimension, you know, 6'5", 215. Uh, I guess what one of the many things about the Mavericks is they can be so dangerous when they play five out and then you just have everyone around Luka and – you he's one he's like on a very short list of last people in the world you want to have to guard one-on-one uh and he's just so technical and crafty down there and i've actually been you know just kind of watching some of the stuff he does and it makes me want to like when i go to the gym now i'm like practicing i want to have a little one leg right anyway you know he's got that little dirk Nowinski. he's got that turn and spin and fire and um he uses his size so well. Uh, he he is in that, you know, I always compare him to the that, like, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, LeBron James kind of build, makes his other teammates better. And um, this is the first time we saw him dominate uh, like this. He's been dominant before, but, like, to dominate a series and pull it out and carry his team like that, it's kind of a different level. And um, this could be, I think this is, that was like the first signature Luca moment where in 10 years, and we're talking back on like Luca Doncic and his accomplishments, we're going to be like, remember when he outscored the Phoenix Suns or, or had as many points as the Phoenix Suns in game seven, that was that moment we knew Luca had arrived. Um, but on the other yeah. side of that, Unless you guys got more to say about Luca, I want to get a little bit into Chris Paul. No, uh, see, he, I, I, I don't know. I don't have anything to say on Chris Paul. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Y'all, y'all tell me what's going on with Chris Paul. Uh, I think he, he's got to have more. He's got to have like some signature playoff moments. Is is my long story short? So. I did a little bit of research yesterday. Explain what is a signature playoff moment. Explain what is that? Um, uh, uh, Luca games have uh, Luca. That would be a Luka. good example, sure. <laughs> Luca series but, against but, the Suns. But you know, Chris Paul is going to make the right play. You know that. You so you're saying he has to be like an offensive threat. No, like, no. I'm saying here, here. I, I'm going to pull up. So statistically, he's one of the most efficient, best point guards of all time. And he's definitely in my top 10, easy, maybe top five. But like, let's look at some other point guards I have ahead of him. So Isaiah Thomas, he has two championship rings. Chris Paul statistically better than Isaiah Thomas. But Isaiah Thomas drops 24 on one leg in the NBA finals in the third quarter game six against, you know, Magic Johnson, and the Lakers. They lose the series, but one of the gutsiest performance of all time, Pistons win a championship the next two years. 
injuries are part of the game, but CP3, unfortunately, has a legacy of consistently being hurt in the playoffs. So while he's better than Zeke, Zeke has better, like he's at his best in the playoffs. Averaged 21 points, two steals, and 35% from three in the playoffs on his career. He only shot like 29% from three in the regular season. This is, a, this is a guy who takes it to another level. And we saw Chris Paul have some big moments last year in the playoffs, uh, but he hasn't gotten the top of the mountain. Uh, and then another guy like John Stockton. John Stockton, I think, is him and CP3 are almost the same player, you know. Uh, but I'm giving John Stockton the edge because he hit a game winner, game six, I want to say, in 1997 against the Houston Rockets that had Hakeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, and Clyde Drexler. Stockton hits a game winner to advance to the finals. So I'm looking at Stockton as someone who's gone to the finals twice, and that dude's already, you know, the all-time leader in assists and steals. Um, and then another thing I found is so John Stockton averaged 12 or more assists per game eight times in his career. CP3 uh, is averaged or his career high in a season was 11.6. So I'm giving Stockton the edge there. Uh, and then Steph Curry, come on. I'm not even going to like, I'm not going to waste your time. We all know Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Uh, my number one and two point guards of all time in no particular order are Magic Johnson and Steph Curry. And so then I'm like, and I haven't done a d- deep dive into, you know, Oscar Robertson. That guy's so far by, uh, ahead of, or before my time. I'd have to do a basketball time machine on Oscar Robertson. Maybe we do that this summer. But I guess for me, this was a make or break opportunity. I, I shouldn't say it's a break because it's not like he was retiring. But this was a great opportunity for Chris Paul to at least get back to the finals, because when I'm stacking up these guys for me personally, this was a chance where you can get on that same level as John Stockton to get to another NBA finals. Uh, But instead, he really didn't have much of an impact in game seven. You know, I don't necessarily agree with Pat Beverly saying that he can't guard. He absolutely can get can guard. He's an elite defender, but. Luca was the one who dominated that series, not Chris Paul. So that's what I'm saying. Chris Paul lacks these signature moments. Yeah, I'm, I mean, on a sorry, but on a team with so much talent, though, like Booker's isn't Booker the man? Like he's CP, he's, yeah, like he's, he's the man. Like I feel like that's for them. For them blowing that. And Chris series, Paul should have 20 assists. In five necessarily. He he kind of shit the bed. He did. And I and I, then he, he had a pretty bad game six, too. I think it was. He had like just a bad ending to that series. And it's just it's disappointing because he didn't get hurt finally. And he's got his best chance ever to make the finals. And on top of it, that team is like predicted to make the finals. It's good enough to make the finals. Everyone's expecting it to make this the finals. Was their so like chance. This was their absolute chance, and it's just like, what the fuck happened? It was almost like somebody put some voodoo on them. Like, how did y'all all just like, you know? It's just amazing to me. Like, I, um, but Chris Paul, I mean, it's true. Like, you're gonna call somebody point god, and you're gonna rank them top five, and you're gonna be like, he's so good in the big moments. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta definitely play. The big players play big in big moments, yeah. man. And 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 he kind of did like, I don't know. He kind of had a little bit of a meltdown, and it's it's a little bit. It's disappointing, you know what I mean? Um, 
how much does it take away from his legacy is a good question. You can debate it all day. He had a bad series. Like, he, he yeah. literally had a bad series. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's the game he has more fouls than points. Like, yeah, right. Don't right. call him point god. Yeah. First of all, I think that Nick. You, you watch your mouth. You watch your mouth, man. I mean, he, he's not. <laughs> He's really you be good. a god and have more fouls than points. Yeah, yeah you can't. God, God's better at basketball than Chris Paul. Okay, I Jesus would have had a way better sure game. Of that. Yeah, God <laughs> would have had a triple double at least. <laughs> but yeah, Chris man. Paul, another thing. I mean, like, I get that he's not going to be the offensive focal point as far as like scoring goes. But come on, but you're, you're, you're the general eight points. Or, or you're taking eight shots, seven shots, eight shots the last three games of this series. Like, granted, they beat the hell out of them in, uh, you know, game five. But the last two games of that series, you combined for only 15 attempts. Like, team needs you, man. Be well, not only that, not only that, but you're you're the general on the floor. So in a sense, like you're the coach on the floor. Yeah. So if your team is floundering and D book is still young, Aiton's young, you know, you still kind of have this young team. He's the general and he's the, he's the veteran. He's older. Like it's, it is kind of on him to be like, Hey guys, like we need a, we need a mental shift. We need to get, you know what I mean? Like, and instead he just had terrible games. So it does look really bad. Like you gotta be that, you know, you have to be the, the sergeant out there that just, get shit in line when everybody's floundering and, and that's his job. You're the point guard, point guard. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. It, it does. It is kind of like, damn what? And, and it's tough because I like, I really like CP three, like, because I, I like that he's a small guy. He's not, you know, he's small, but he's feisty and he's fierce and he's like, he's smart as hell. Like he knows how to get his own shot off against all these huge guys, in NBA. Like he's, he's amazing the way he's kind of like a little Luca in, in a lot of ways, but you know what I mean? But, you know, people hate him, too, because he's annoying as shit in a lot of ways, which I totally understand. He he does a lot of, a, you know, the flopping and all that stuff is really yeah. whack. So a lot of people are like, good, fuck him. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but you know, I respect his game so much that I'm and, and he and he's he seems to have such a tough mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's just kind of like, wow, how did like what the fuck happened? Like he's got he's got a Jordan type competitiveness to him. And you're just like. How did that happen, bro? Like, what the but, hell? No, I'm going I'm to I'm interject because, you know, this, this is what I would have to say. Because that game was a blowout. Chris Paul played an awful game. Adam, and you could probably pull up, pull this up quicker than I could. Like, the majority of his shots, when were they taken? Because amidst the blowout, he's not going to be the one out here jacking up shots trying to uh, bring the team back. You know you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, in, so in, All his in, points? All his shots came like at the end of the game when it was like over. Like, like I think he only had like two attempts until like the fourth quarter, some shit like well, that. I, I, and, I that's something and, to look up. But he took and, and, one three uh, from the left left uh, top of the arc. He took one three from the corner. He missed two in the paint. He made three in the paint. That's and and then he missed another three from uh, the right top of the arc. Uh, so that's a shot chart. Those are all the shots in game seven. So, but the thing is, what I'm saying is like, you know, you come out uh, and play game seven and y'all are running out of stuff. The Suns running their stuff and they're, they're not making shots. Like how, like how many of those shots did Chris Paul make, take that he didn't, that he missed? Like once it, once it gets, becomes a blowout, I mean, the, 
I mean, the game is over. You know, Chris Paul. Oh, and it got out of hand quick. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so he's not out here trying to like will his team to a victory because that's not what he does. No, he he, he take, takes his shots and makes his shot. That's on Devin Booker. Like he's the. Okay, the, that's the fair. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We're all talking about Chris Paul. Like Devin Booker needs to do more. And then he like the number one first quarter, first quarter score in the NBA. I heard um, one of the uh, broadcast guys say that on the uh, on, t- on television. I was watching the game. Devin Booker is the number one scoring yeah, player quarter. in the NBA in the first quarter. Right. He shot twenty one percent in that game, thirty five percent in the game before. Devin pamphlet, right, Adam? Devin pamphlet. Let's move into uh, Dallas versus the Warriors because um, that is going to be nuts. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be a sweep. All right. T- you have the floor, Leo. Go for it. Wow. Well, I don't know about being a sweep, but I am so glad to see Luca go against Draymond. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the matchup I'm looking forward to. 100%. Oh, man. Draymond. Luka might get tossed one game, and Draymond might get tossed one game. Draymond definitely is going to get caught tossed. He loves but, getting uh, tossed. Yeah, he does, and he he he's going to get in Luka's skin, and Luka's going to get frustrated. And then, well, this is what I would. I hope he. I hope Luka has matured enough to not let that stuff bother him. But I still see him out there, you know, you know, being like a little kid sometimes. So. But yeah, he can be really emotional. He gets a lot more technical fouls than people give him credit for. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um, it's going to be a fun series. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I, I'm eager to see what Jason Kidd has uh, drawn up for the Warriors. I mean, I would, hey, man, um, the, I forget. Just push that fast. Who the, the Warriors, oh, the, who, who the Warriors play last round? I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. I'm so. Whoever they did a really good uh, job on the, the um, oh the, the Grizzlies. I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. Right. And they did a really good job on Stephen Clay. So if Jason Kidd can take anything away from that, um, looking to how they were able to neutralize those two uh, to help him out, it'll it'll be a, a fun series. But um, but you saying sweep though? <sighs> you saying Golden State's gonna sweep them? No, nah, they're not gonna sweep them. Not, they're not gonna sweep them. They got they got Luca down. Um, Luca was second in technical fouls this year. <laughs> Damn, see that? He, he bitching first, a lot, Draymond? bro. Uh, Draymond had one or had three less than Luca. Draymond's tied for sixth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Guess who's number one? The Marcus Trey Young. Really? Yeah. What? Trey Young had the most technicals? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I think Warriors in six. I think that uh, they're the better team. Like, that being said, maybe Luka wins. Maybe maybe Luka Doncic just goes so crazy I mean, they just knocked off the one seed. We have to accept that there is a chance that the Mavericks go to the NBA Finals. Like, they have proven to be – they just knocked off the Suns. That was the best regular season team in the NBA. They had the best record in basketball. All I I have to do to 
all, all I wish I could do to make that not happen is play what you just said for Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> uh, I, I do think, yeah, they're going to use Draymond. Uh, they're they're going to use Clay. Uh, they're going to morph them into one superhuman named Claymon, and they're going to put him out there on him, too. Uh, not a lot of people talk about Claymon, but he knocks. And Wiggins, people. too. Yeah. Wiggins. Wiggins a big, you know. Yeah. Wiggins can bother him, too. I think they're going to like what's going to really matter uh, is like how, how well they guard the perimeter when Luca forces right. him with the five out. That's going to be the key. Uh, yeah. But I think ultimately, like. The Warriors aren't the Suns. We're talking about signature moments. Clay Thompson. All right. All right? Game six. Right. Clay. It's a thing. You know, right. Steph Curry. Like these dudes don't just have like, oh yeah, they have championship experience. Like, no, they have like they flirted with a dynasty. Uh <clears throat> right. You know, and 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 when you think about Steve Kerr, uh, like this is a coach who has more championship experience, not close than anyone left, you know, and not just as a coach, but as a player, you know, right. like you, yep. you go back to the championships he won with the Chicago bulls, three championship with the bulls. I want to say two championships with the Spurs. And this guy's got a lot of rings. Uh, oh, yeah. and, and I think he's a very smart uh, defensive mind. Uh, I think that they have more offense to deal with than the Phoenix Suns did. And so I do think it's going to be a crazy series. I expect Luca to have some monster games, but at the end of the day, um, you got four all-stars. I don't know if they're all technically did Draymond Draymond didn't make the all-star team this year. Did he? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, but Wiggins and Steph did and clay is still of that caliber. You know, he wasn't healthy until mm-hmm. the end of the season. But I'm looking at a team with, like, one, like, absolute great player and two really good players in Dinwiddie and Brunson versus a Warriors team that has two first ballot Hall of Famers, the best point guard of all time, potentially, and then one of the best defensive, important defensive pieces of all time uh, in Draymond Green and uh, Wiggins, who's, like, actually turned into a really nice NBA player. Uh, But, hey, let's play this game. Let's play this game. Um, we're going to go one through five. Who's better at every position in this series? So are we calling Luka Doncic? Or are we going to call him a, a point guard? Uh, yeah, I mean, bro, you might as well because yeah, he's, he, he's, guard, he's the general on the floor. He's yeah. literally. So Luka and Steph, that's probably a tie, right? Just cancels wow. out. Or do we just, or do we just say Steph? I'm giving Luca the edge, bro. You're going giving Luca. I'm going. I'm going tie for me. Uh, Dude, sheer dominance. Yeah, Luca. Right now, I'm going Luca. I'm going Luca. How can you not look what he's like? He earns earns that. Like, I'm not talking all time legacy. I'm talking right now with what Luca's right doing right now. Yeah, Luca's probably the best player in that series right now. Check this out, Adam. Luca is averaging in this playoffs thirty three nine and nine. Nobody's ever averaged that in the playoffs. Wow. No one's ever averaged that. Well, there you have I mean, it, folks. I mean, come on. He's the greatest shooter of all time. Of all time. The greatest shooter of all time. I'm, I'm going Steph. I'm sorry. So we're – the two-thirds, two-thirds majority is going Luca. 
the the edge yeah. go, the point guard goes to Mavericks. Extremely controversial, but as tight as tight as it can get, really. I mean, it's pretty much a draw. Uh, shooting guard, Clay Thompson or Jalen Brunson? I'm going Clay. Clay, 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 Clay. I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Brunson. Ooh, okay. Not defensively, but. Uh, uh, Jalen's been averaging 23 points and four assists in the playoffs. It's, you know, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. He was only averaging 12 points last season, so he's stepped up big time. And I feel like Clay's – I mean, Clay's the better player if I have to pick, like, who I want on a team right now. But, but like, I don't know, man. I just feel like Jalen's been performing more. He's just been performing more. That's fair. Yeah, um, I think that one can go either way. That's super tight because, uh, like you said, Jalen has been – yeah, he, he's been incredible in these playoffs. And um, it's interesting because when you kind of look at Luka Doncic, it reminds me of uh, how you had guards around Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen because Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were, you know, small forward shooting guard – but you had a different kind of like, you didn't necessarily have like, I, I don't want to say like traditional. Cause they, it's like, these guys kind of are traditional point guards, but you look at like BJ Armstrong, Steve Kerr, John Paxson, like it was so important to have a catch and shoot guy uh, who's technically, you know, a point guard, but like, we all know that Scottie Pippen's taking the ball up the court. We all know we're keeping the ball in Michael Jordan's hands. We all know Luka Doncic is the point guard on that team. But to have uh, another point guard at the shooting guard who's a knockdown shooter and can create secondary offense is so crucial, especially with what the Mavericks do on that uh, rotation passing once things do collapse around Luka Doncic. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I think, is the second best player on that team and probably the second most important. So I do think that's close. Uh, the democracy says clay. Um, so now we go to the small forward. Uh, I mean, you got to go Wiggins. Wiggins has been playing phenomenal. Yeah, I think you got to. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, Wiggins. Yeah, he, he was a big reason why the Warriors got out of that series. He was the reason. Him yeah, I mean, come on, Wiggins or Reggie Bullock? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to Reggie Bullock. He did a great job on Chris Paul. He, he did. And, and I, I think uh, Reggie Bullock is, like, a nice player. I think he's one of the reasons that their defense took a big step forward this year. Like, he was the, – the Knicks really missed him this year on the defensive side of the floor because he was their, like, hound dog. Thibodeau would be like, hey, go lock that dude down. Uh, and he was capable of doing it. So, yeah, I, I got to go with them. Uh, so so far, it looks, looks like Golden State, we, we got the edge two positions to one. Uh, I guess let's – They've kind of mixed up the lineups a little bit, but Jonathan Kaminga is, you know, on ESPN's top of the depth chart for power forward um, for the Warriors. Dorian Finney-Smith is at the top of the depth chart uh, on ESPN for the Mavs. I think this one is 
pretty damn close. It's pretty much a wash for me, but if I'm I'm going narrow edge, Dorian Smith, yeah. Finney Smith. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Dorian Smith versus Kamingo, right? Yeah. Right. Both rolling uh, years, but I'm going Dorian. He's really turned into a nice player. He knocks down open shots. Yeah, me too. Dorian. Uh, center, Draymond Green, right? <laughs> Who actually – he actually was an all-star this year. He just didn't play due to an injury. Oh, okay, there we go. Mm-mm. Yeah, D- Draymond over Dwight Powell. It's not close. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. close. Mm-mm. All right. Who has a better bench? Warriors. Jordan, I mean – well, I guess it depends, you know, because they like to do the a few different things with Jordan Poole. Um, but if you count him as – either way, I think the Warriors have the advantage on the bench. Didn't Dinwiddie yeah. come off the bench? Who else to get off the bench over there? Dinwiddie? Uh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, Dinwiddie, Davis Bertans, Maxi Kleba. Um. Nick uh, Frank Nicolita did a really good job on Chris Paul. Yeah, um, yeah. giving them value on defense, right? But you look at that Warriors. Jordan Poole is probably the yeah. best bench piece in the series. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., Kevon Looney, who had twenty rebounds in uh, their closeout yeah. game. Yeah, uh, Andre Iguodala, who is out right now, but I think he'll be back. Right? He'll be sick. Yeah, we reevaluated re- re- soon here. Yeah, the Warriors if they have a deeper bench. Yeah, so I'm, we're going Golden State there, and then Coach, it's the Warriors. Yeah, 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 yeah. For all the nice things we said about Jason Kidd, like Steve Kerr's already like in the conversation as best coach in the NBA, multiple championship rings. So, um. The way it all checks out, so we have one, two categories in close categories, too. Um, two categories going the Mavs, but then uh, five of the seven categories. I like how this works out in seven categories, too. It's like a best of seven thing. Um, five of those goes to the Mavs. So according to the math machine – that means that the Warriors will win in six, like I said. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, sounds fair. Yeah, it sounds like a, 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 it'll probably end up going seven games. Um, but, yeah, the Warriors, in a perfect world, in an ideal situation, they should win in six. But I could definitely see it going seven games. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a – Warriors and six. Um, I think that they have a, they have more chemistry. They have a deeper chemistry than the Suns do. They got big time players that have been there. Um, Steve Kerr, you know, is gonna have a good attack plan, and um, uh, 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 they're gonna make Luca. They're not gonna let Luca kill him like the Suns. They're not. They're like, come on! After seeing what he did to the Suns. There's no way that the, the Warriors are going to let them do that same thing to them. Like, they're too smart. They'll figure it out. So, yeah, I'll get, you know, maybe maybe Dallas, you know, they, they play really good at home. I'll give them no more than two games. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the defensive IQ is going to come into play. I think yeah. this is a riddle that Steve Kerr is capable of solving. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to take one more short break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up with Heat Celtics. Yeah. So, Coach Leo, Mr. Coach Leo, Mr. I think I know everything about basketball. What do you what what do you think um, Golden State's gonna be their defensive plan of attack against against Luca and the Mavs? Like, what, I mean, and yeah, the Mavs. Well, first off, uh, a wise man knows nothing. I don't know anything. All right. Um, hey, I'm right. But when it comes to basketball, I know a little bit, but not a lot. But anyways, to answer your question. Um, I don't know what what I what I would do. This is what I would do. Uh, now Steve Kerr is Steve Kerr. Um, just throw different things at him. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some zone. Um, saw some zone. Uh, just to give him different looks. You're gonna see maybe Draymond start on him. Wiggins and Clay. Um, Tag team him throughout, and then Draymond finish on him, depending on you know the foul situation. Uh, and the only reason why I do that is just you know uh, just to kind of wear him down. It's like a heavyweight fight. Just put those bodies at him, you know, rough him up, beat him up. Hope to get get into his legs. Go at him on the offensive end. So let right. me ask you that: who, who do you think Luca's going to be guarding on the other end? Um, if he can also, he could also. Be, I see Luca as a liability on that end. Yeah, he is a little bit. Yeah, he is. So whoever mm. he's guarding, expect for them to go at him hard. Uh, they probably try to like hide him. They probably try to hide him on um, uh, who's Clay. They're not gonna hide him on Clay, but uh, nah. one of the starters. They're probably trying to hide him on Draymond. They're probably trying to hide him on Draymond. Well, Draymond I was thinking that too, but then Draymond will like physically abuse him. Yeah, <laughs> Draymond's going so hard. I don't think you want that because, like, because I, I was that was the first one I thought of too, Leo. But I think that Draymond would literally try to bruise him, like give him bruises. <laughs> you know, like oh, he's right. gonna have plenty of those. He's gonna have plenty of those. Yeah, they, they can't they can't put him on Wiggins. Uh, I mean. They're probably yeah, they probably trying to start him off on Wiggins, but I mean, Wiggins hitting that, he, he's hitting that uh, at open three, and I Wiggins think he's got a back, he, he got a back, yeah, he got a back down game too. So because he's not quick enough for pool Clay or Steph. Yeah, no. it's gonna be it's gonna be Wiggins or maybe even Kaminga. Maybe they yeah. put him on whoever the center is or whatever, whoever's Looney or Co- if Looney's starting. Honestly, Looney. I'll put him on Looney. I swear to God, I'll put him on Looney. It'll be interesting to see what they do. But yeah, that I mean, yeah, and then like I said, on the other end, you go at him, whoever he's guarding, like put him in, put Luca in pick and rolls, make him chase shooters or chase whoever, just to kind of wear him down. But um, then again, I, and let him get his. Uh, you can get all the two pointers you want, just don't let anybody around Man, him. No, you, you know, you got to double team him. You got to double team him early. Get him to pass the ball and make make the guys that are. They, they all why, know why how to. You, they all know how to you, deal with that. Why would you double team him if he hadn't done anything yet? Because you don't. Because exactly. Because you don't want him to initiate the offense, and and you don't want him to, to get in and then make those passes. So and then the, the, so you want him. 
you want somebody else to initiate the offense. So I'm. Oh, so that's so if that's the case, then you deny him the ball. Double team is just gonna only gonna put your team in rotation. Yeah, which that's but, what the Mavs are good at. The Mavs are good. Yeah, they are. You should have knocked it down. They so are. And I, him and the I, ball. They are, and I would challenge them to beat me in a seven game series with the rest of the guys being good at rotating. And of course, I'm gonna ha- if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm gonna have a plan attack like making that hardest pass be the pass that they got to make. But yeah. I'm not letting Luca initiate the offense, man. At well, least that's, what I was saying, like, that's what I was saying. Like, you're probably going to see some zone. Like, like make make him, like, pass the ball around the perimeter just to get out of Luca's hand. Like, make make yeah. somebody else be a playmaker. The, the Heat did yeah. a good job of, uh, of that. They, they, yeah, the Heat, the heat have a good zone for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, good enough. I guess it's a good transition to go to Heat Celtics. Speaking of yeah. good Let's, let's get into that. Um, I'm not going to lie. Don't I, you do it. Don't you lie. Like, this is so hard to predict. Like, I'm excited. These two, two teams, man, they're both really similar beasts. They're both my kind of basketball, man. They lock up on defense. They share the ball. They got shooters all over. Um, it's going to be fun, and I don't know who wins, but I'm positive it goes seven. The I, I think the key to that series is going to be, have to be Jalen Brown because Jimmy Butler is going to be all over Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I love this series because it takes me back, you know, to Heat Celtics, you know, the LeBron era with Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Those were epic series. Uh, which is this is just a sign of what's to come. But Jason Tatum, man, like he is him. <laughs> he he him, man. He he uh he balled, man. But if I had to pick anybody to win the series, I mean you really can't because I mean like I, like you said, it starts at the top. Like you got Pat Riley, Eric Sprocher, and you got. Brad Stevens and Udoku. Yeah, I guess Udoku is kind of like getting to that, getting to that. Um, but he's a rookie. In the in a Western Conference Finals, so I mean, or Eastern, yeah. Eastern, my bad, Eastern Conference Finals is Boston has home court advantage, or is it the Heat? The Heat. The, the Heat have Bro. home court advantage. I'm taking the Heat. I'm taking number the heat. one seed. Yeah, the Heat have home court advantage. I'm taking the Heat. Like white hot that arena when y'all show up. Is like, look, <laughs> like I can't yeah. stand that y'all coming those finals games like quarterly, man. It's, I know. I understand. It's, it's culture. It's culture. I, I respect it. But once y'all there, oh, bro, it's, it's, it's like white I mean, it's actually what gave me the idea for the the lists. Because in my head, I'm laying in bed and I'm like going through it. I'm like, who who's better at every position? Um, who's got the better coach? Who's got the? And it's so close. Uh, Kyle Lowry being out is definitely uh, a big challenge, an unfortunate challenge. Um, but then it, it's like, when when's he gonna get back? You know, 
so according to Rotowire, uh, they do have him uh, listed out for game one. But um, the analysis is uh, Lowry will remain out for at least one more contest as he continues to battle this sore left hand string. It's plagued him for most, most of the postseason. This will be Lowry's seventh missed game since the start of the playoffs in his third consecutive absence. So that means Gabe Vincent. So uh, with that being said, just to transition into your game, um, you know, the matchups at position, the matchups, who has the edge at each position? My question to you, Shalafu, is who, who is the answer for Bam? I don't, I, I think he'll be a huge, he's going to be a huge problem down there for the, the Celtics. If, you know, maybe Robert Williams, if he comes back and kind of neutralize him a little bit, but. I think uh, it's going to be a combination of Robert Williams, now Horford. Okay, Al Horford, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 he'll, he'll, Al Horford can handle the job, obviously. If you think about that, like, Al Horford's an older Bam, kind of, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think Horford's a better shooter, but, like, both similar kind of undersized power forward center guys who can pass the ball really well, he can run things through them. Um, not necessarily elite rebounders, but, you know, similar size, both very uh, strong dudes down there. I don't think the Celtics have a great answer for him, but I think they have enough to throw at him. And then you have Daniel Tice. Mm -hmm. And so I think between the three of them, they're going to be able to throw a lot at Bam. And I think that that same thing can be said about the Celtics in this matchup is they're going to have a lot uh, to throw at Miami defensively, just the same way they've done it throughout their playoff run so far is, they've used their tools so effectively. Um, you know, they, the Nets was never a series, you know, they, they took away KD and Kyrie, you know? <laughs> and so um, they've already beaten the best players they will see in the playoffs as far as like scoring goes with Giannis and KD. Um, but yeah, this is kind of like a different question because I think that the, like we said, it's different without Middleton, but like this heat team is more balanced and there's going to have to be better or more, uh, one-on-one -on -one defense, um, not that they weren't able to do that in those other series, but like you can't really leave too many guys on the Miami heat and kind of going into the Kyle Lowry situation is you have so many playmakers. I had the horrible prediction last podcast. I lost, lost $4 or whatever betting, you know, remember we did that segment. Yeah, we were, I played, we were wrong on everything. I was, I got one right. We apologize. Victor we apologize. Depot had three assists. I got one right. So, uh, but PJ Tucker winds up leading the team in assists that game, you know? And so what's scary about the heat, even when they don't have Kyle Lowry is like, PJ could lead you in assists. Jimmy could lead you in assists. Bam could lead you in assists. Hero could lead you in assists. Or your point guard, Gabe Vincent, could lead you in assists. Um, so I don't know. 
it's it's honestly uh, puzzling, you know. Uh, so, so who are you who are you picking at, and who has the edge at that matchup at that position? At at, at point guard. No, the uh, center. Oh, uh, the Heat for sure. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I know. I know you're gonna say Al Horford was, you know. Horford, yeah. real nice. Playoff Horford is. He's, he's he's kind of an all star, dude. He's what a what a playoffs he's had, man. And how he's been so important for that team's success. Like he's been amazing. But I, did you guys? I had to run off for a second. You guys did the. Have you guys ran through the point guard through no. the list of those? No. Oh, okay. Wait a start from the bottom. That part. Start from the bottom. You starting off with the center? So you no. starting off with center? No, we, we were just kind of he was he was asking me uh how you match up against Bam. So oh, we right. danced around it. Well, Bam isn't really like a problem that much offensively, in my opinion. Like, no disrespect to him, but like, you know, he he's the de- he's slowly developing his offensive game more and like being more of a threat. Um, what's awesome about him is that he just, he's kind of got that drain on energy that is just affects the, the whole, it's a presence, you know, that, that it affects the game and, and then on the defensive end, he's so good. He, he's alert. Uh, his, he moves his feet incredibly well. He can switch off on anybody, on anybody. So like as a center position, you know, he's, he's big enough and strong enough, even though he's undersized as a center technically, but he's strong enough to like hold his own but he can like guard anybody. So like, you know, he's a special center. Yeah. He's just not, he's just, I don't see him as like, I don't see like opposing teams being like, how do we stop Bam? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's just like, how do you make sure that he doesn't affect the games too much with his incredible like energy and his like, you know, and get him away from the rim. Cause he's, 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 he's got that dog, you know, mentality. If he's like going for those loose balls, he's going for the tippins, he's going for the rebound. So, you, you know, you do have to, take to account like all right you know don't let bam freaking eviscerate us that way but it's not like he's you know it's not like he's a an issue like how do we stop him from just yeah scoring and us not stop even though he has games he you know he can pour and get into the 20s but he's just not that much of an issue more than anything is the anchor of that defense like right, remember the right. game winning block he had against oh, Jason bro. Tatum in the bubble incredible block bro one yeah. of the, to me one of the best blocks he remembers that too <laughs> yeah damn right he does damn right he does oh, with his left hand dude and 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 it was like to win the game kind of yeah. shit you know what i mean it wasn't like a third quarter block it game was winning like, block it was a game winning block bro like come on it was amazing so yeah how do you, um, how do you neutralize that? That, that, that that was my question it wasn't necessarily like how you stop Bam! What's the answer? Because he's how you neutralize his presence. Because I think it's gonna be a problem. Elite, you, yeah. you got to move the rock. Yeah. You got to move the rock, and you have to have a really good perimeter shooting. Um, and you got got to get him caught on screens. You got to get him caught out of position, and um, you got to move the ball really quick because he's a very quick big. Uh, and so I think you're, you're trying to get him out of position and have him play on his heels. Uh, but he's one of the toughest guys to like, he is going to make a defensive impact period. You know, uh, I think that the Sixers had 
a size advantage down there, you know, and, but even then when games, when Bam might not have pulled down a ton of boards, like he had his impact, he makes his impact. Uh, but here, like he's not at a disadvantage on size. Like neither of these teams are that big. Mm-hmm. Like I said, really interesting beasts. So let's look Dude, at this. Sorry, though, uh, just on that point, this, this whole final four, this final four teams is actually pretty small. None of these teams That's really a really have, good point. Yeah. You know, really good point. Looney's the big man on Golden State. Kleber's a big man on Mavs. Like, it's, it's pretty – Bam is the big man. Like, yeah, it's interesting. But anyways. Go, um, Represents what kind of basketball works in the modern day. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but don't forget you had Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid as, like, the best players in the, yeah. in the NBA yeah. this year. So True. Yeah, but even even so, like Giannis is like, he's a big, he's huge, but he's also like quick. Well, that because that's the modern big. Because Giannis is big but, and small, like he's just different. <laughs> right, right. But that's that's the modern big. You have to be like kind of have guard skills or or. So, but but they're all big still, you know. Yeah. Uh, so let's get into the the one. Uh, through five and then the bench and the coach. Uh, so at the one, it's interesting because um, Lowry's health is kind of up in the air right now. Uh, and that has to be taken into a f- consideration. That's why I'm giving the edge, the slight edge to the Boston Celtics with Marcus Smart out there uh, because he's expected, he's a game time decision right now, but uh, you know, considered, questionable but he's going to be like in this series like he's he's 28 years old young and healthy like I think he's more likely to be consistently in this series than Lowry uh so I'm giving the edge to Boston on Marcus Smart at point guard what about you guys smart move no pun intended uh-huh <laughs> oh yeah smart move Marcus Smart yeah get get I get an answer to something as well. Um, Steph, what about you, Steph? Um, yeah, it's just it's, if Laurie was if Laurie was playing like he was. What's his name? What's like his name, Steph? He's got a muted microphone situation right there. Oh, no, oh now he's back. Now he's back. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Uh, if Larry was kind of playing like like how he was in the in the first round, I would I would honestly give it to Larry just because he was like so clutch and everything. But I'm giving it to Marcus Smart because Larry's situation is a little tricky. And and honestly, when he was actually me saying that is actually doesn't even make sense. Larry got hurt with the hamstring, and when he came back, he would look like trash. So he's kind of out of rhythm. He's yeah. So. And Gabe Vincent has been amazing. He's been a defensive like stopper. He did so good against Trey Young. He's knocks been in the flow. I like him. He knocks like that. Yeah, game. I love Gabe. But um, but you know, I'll give respect to. I've seen what Marcus Smart is doing. He's been playing amazing, man. and he, you know, he's a, one of the greatest defenders in the NBA. Like, I give that to Marcus. Defensive player uh, of the year, bro. Yeah, they should have gave that to uh to Bam, but whatever. <laughs> uh, shooting guard. I think this one is the easiest to decide. It's like it's Max Struess or Duncan Robinson against Jalen Brown. Come on. 
Yo, I mean, here's the thing about this thing. The thing, the thing about this lineup thing is that I feel like the Boston kind of takes it talent wise, but but this is where the coach aspect comes so big because the Heat have all these undrafted guys that are playing amazing. It's just the way that the Heat play, that that's their collectiveness, the way they play that makes them special. Like on paper, the Heat do not. Nobody likes to pick the Heat. They people, so many people had the Hawks beating the Heat. So many people had Sixers beating the Heat. You know, because, like, you just look at them, you're like, I mean, they're good, but they're not that great. They don't have that star power, you know what I mean? You look at Celtics, they have stars, man. And, and But, so, like, I feel like, okay, yes, Jalen Brown, easy pick. But, bro, Struess has been – had two double-doubles last series. You know, this guy's undrafted, killing it. And he's a he's a 3 and D guy. He's been playing great defense. He's been hitting his, his – he basically took Duncan Robinson's spot. Yeah. So, you know, he's balling, but sure, Jalen Brown, you get that. I mean, it's just like an easy answer kind of, but. um. Yeah, I mean, just, no disrespect to Struz, 20 points and uh, 19 points in the last two games against Philly. Like, yeah, he, he's really good. He's, you know, four for 10 from three in both those games. Like both him and Duncan Robinson, they're so important because they're going to be open, you right. know. And so um, it's similar to like the Clay Thompson effect where it's like, he's, they're not necessarily going to like be handling the ball a ton and uh, trying to gouge you for 50 points. But like, if they're, they're going to give you 20 or 30. They're just hunting spots. They're just hunting, you know, their open spots and, and the, and the heat squad is really good at finding them and knowing when they're, where they're trying to be. So, you know, they're, yeah, as individual players, bro, Jalen Brown all day. Who do we have three? Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. Whoa. <laughs> this is a tough one. I'm going tie, bro, because I yeah. can't give any, take anything away from Tatum. But to me, JB, playoff JB, come on, man. Playoff JB is just like he's a monster, bro. I, I think, like, because I had a, a debate with uh, a few of my friends about this, and I think Tatum is better uh at this point um Tatum's younger he's bigger he's an underrated defender like you need to we need to respect him more and he's so much better scoring the basketball you know he had that 60 point game against the Spurs last year uh mm-hmm. I don't I think he is the best scorer in the series um but like you said playoff Jimmy and um how hard he, I mean, like we've seen like Jimmy Butler's battle tested. So I'm okay with this being our first tie. Uh, I gotta go. Tatum. I gotta go Tatum, man. I gotta go Tatum. Um, strictly because of what, what he's doing in, in this year's playoffs. I mean, he just knocked off the best player in the, in the NBA, uh, in a seven game series. Yeah. Um, I would have to go Tatum. If, I guess if we gave, you know, Luca, I was saying like tie, yep. no ties. We said Luca over Curry. All right, Tatum it is. Tatum it is. Because I did say by narrow margin, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Leo's enough to tip the scale. So so far, it's all Boston. Uh, power forward things get a little more interesting. Uh, well, I guess maybe do they? Do they? <laughs> uh, Al Horford against PJ Tucker. Um. Tucker is like Struess. It's hard to like evaluate his value. Right. Right. Yep. 
he's I see him as like the heat Draymond, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of a poor man's Draymond and and not by much, but I mean, dude, he's he he knows how to he's just smart. He's got the IQ that I feel like Draymond has. Maybe not as high as Draymond, but he's got he's up there. Um and he's got that Draymond motor. Bulldog. He's tough. He's a bulldog. He's tough as shit. He's hunting rebounds. He's he loves defense. He's guarding who the fuck ever is in front of him. Like, you know, he gets down. Um, bro, I love PJ, man. PJ's so dope. But God, Horford, what he's been doing is amazing, man. Like, I have so much respect for Al Horford. He found like the Dominican fountain of youth, bro. Like the guy's just amazing. Yeah, you but you gotta go Horford, right? Man. I'm saying this one's a tie. You're going tie? Yeah. yeah. Stefano, you're going Horford. Oh man, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go PJ just because I feel like he's Ooh. so critical for okay, this. So this is team. our first tie. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Homer on this one. Okay, fair. As long as you admit it. All right. Yeah. So we got a tie there. Um things get real interesting here. I mean now. It's Bam. You already know. I, I said it's Bam. It's center. I don't think it's that close. Uh, I really like Robert Williams, but like Bam is my X factor in this series because this is the yeah. best matchup. Uh, it's a better matchup than Milwaukee. Mm. Yeah. He's going to be what do you the mean? X factor. He's going to have to really play outstanding defense and um, gobble up rebounds. I mean, you could say the same thing. Uh, you could you could argue that Marcus Smart is the X, X, X factor as well. Sure. Defense is the yep. X factor, essentially, huh? Man, yeah. these, both these teams are great defensively, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Heat have average uh, defensive rating, or their defense rating this playoff has been 104, 104.6, I think. Wow. So, they, so yeah, really impressive defensive rating. Um, they've been amazing. Um, I don't know, Bam. Yeah, I'm giving it to Bam, too, because I feel like he's he's getting better every year, man, and he's just, come on, like he's the anchor. I ha- and to be honest, to be fair, I haven't seen Robert Williams play much this year, so I haven't had a good chance to really evaluate him well. I know he's good. I know he's had a nice season, but I just I haven't really Bam. watched him. So <laughs> Bam's an all star, you know, like Bam's there. Bam's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going Bam here. All right, now bench things get really interesting. Both teams have an outstanding bench. I'm tempted to go Miami just because. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, the year, Tyler, man, year, man. Yeah, Tyler, dude, this is an easy one for me. I mean, yeah, any guy big Depot. Yeah, yeah. So it's Depot's- like maybe it's not that close. Like I really like Derek White. I like, uh, you know, Daniel Tice. Like they got some nice pieces. Don't get me wrong, but maybe it's not that close. Grant Williams, whatever. But like, yeah, Miami. Oladipo's sure. been healthy, and Tyler Hero can give you a forty burger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and dude, they got Depot, they got Depot, they got Hero, they got Duncan waiting patiently for his opportunity. They have, um, uh, you know, Dwayne Dedman comes off the bench as a backup and and is a motor. Yurts, um, bro, I love Yurts, bro. I'm, that's kind of like my joke with my Heat friends. Like, I love Yurts. Like, 
well, not a joke, but I feel like I feel like okay, there was a stretch during the regular season where Miami, where Bam Adebayo was hurt. He was hurt, and Deadman was hurt, bro. So Deadman and Bam were hurt during the same period, and it was all years. It was yeah. like he had a. It was all him. He was the only big man left. Dude, he balled. He was breaking like rebounding records for the Heat franchise. Like he was, he played amazing. I loved him, and I'm, and then once they came back, like he was buried on the bench again. But I'm like, dude, yours is gonna get paid, dude. He's he's good, man. He's just he's big, and he just I don't know. He's got a good instinct for the ball. He's dope. I, I, I'm a big Yurts fan, but the Heat bench is super deep. I I feel like that's been that is their biggest strength. They they're just super deep. Um, yeah, like. Yeah, Tyler Hero's like, I mean, he's their sixth man, but he's probably their third best player behind Bam and Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. He's he like the Manu. The he's score. like the Manu. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, and credit to him. He had a bad sophomore slump, and he came back this year, bro, focused and better, and he's been he's been playing great, man. So we're, the, the Heat are going to need him to have at least two good games, man, to Mark, really, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if they want to win the series, you're gonna have to have four really good games. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, it reminds me a little bit of how Jerry Sloan used to use uh, Jeff Hornacek. You know, like he was definitely good enough to be a starter, but right. bring him off the bench, yeah. and it makes your team better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, coach, I think this one is uh, Miami as well, just based – I mean, Udoka has been awesome, but just, like, you, you got to talk about, like, not just Darth Vader, but also Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> and so you got, you know, your your emperor is, uh, you know, Brad Stevens and Pat Riley, and then your Darth Vader, your coach, you know, is uh, Udoka and uh, Spo. I think on – resume experience and been there ship if that's that's not a word but you know what i mean having right. you know just pure experience i gotta go miami on this one too yeah just from experience in the executive position so the the tie is uh yeah we have a we have a tie three categories to boston three to miami and the tie at power forward. So now it gets to the question, who wins the series? Oh, you got to go heat. Because the, the other variable was the home court advantage. Okay. Heat, game seven in South Beach. Tough, yeah, that's a, that's a tough environment to go win in. Um, and I don't see Jimmy Butler allowing that to happen at home. You know, nah, 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 nah. Jason Taylor might have a he, he could have an awesome game. I don't, I don't, I don't. Jimmy Butler and PJ Tucker, I don't see them giving up a game. Fair enough, Stefano. Man, I have to go. He, I mean. I'm biased, but I have to go. He, I followed him all year, and I feel like they have a special squad. I feel like Jimmy knows, like, this, this is the type of team that he's got to make it happen, you know? Like, this is – how many more years does he have left to really, like, play at this elite level? Um, um, if he had more I, to lose. I, 
see the thing is it's more to lose i don't know but i feel like boston i feel like that group like i said i mentioned this earlier in the podcast that i feel like boston the squad is like they're really hungry for success and they were they impressed me how they came back against milwaukee and i just feel like you know they're like how many more times like come on we gotta you know that it feels like it's kind of a special year for them so i'm i'm definitely I have a healthy dose of respect for them but home you know home court advantage in miami uh for the record the heat do not play in south beach everybody thinks that because lebron said i'm taking my time to south beach but that arena is in downtown it, it it's very close to miami beach but it's not in south beach so everybody only, just know only, somebody, only somebody from some from miami it's, see that. it's in downtown miami okay which is not really shit but whatever um uh but yeah i have to go heat man i i, I gotta go heat in seven though i'm this is gonna be a dog fight man it's gonna be a battle i'm going celtics um, fair nice. i'm going celtics uh the majority is one so the hoops Thomas pick is keat for the record the adam oh, yeah? pick is the celtics wait what do you mean this nostradamus pick is the, the hoops Thomas pick two-thirds majority this is america right. baby you know, like, oh, like us, us, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Two well, Vegas, quarter. Vegas, and all these analysts pick Boston, so you I'm, know you're in good company. It's uh, it's gonna be a dog fight. Here's what I'm looking at: Boston has more to throw at Miami defensively. The Kyle Lowry injury is huge, but you look at that bench, and you have Grant Williams. Derek White, uh, Peyton Pritchard, Daniel Tice. Um, I think that the Celtics are a little healthier. And I think that they have the best scorer in this series. And I think that they have guys they can put on um, the main threats for uh, Miami. Now, if Max Struess... He's my X factor, Max Struess and Duncan Robinson, because like if those are the dudes, I think those are the dudes where the Celtics are like, all right, beat us, beat us with Max Struess, you know, because right. they're going to take away Jimmy Butler. The, or they're going to slow him down. They're going to game plan around Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Um, and they're going to do, I expect them to do a good job. Like you look at what Tatum did against Kevin Durant and Giannis, like, Giannis ate his lunch multiple times, but I mean, like they won that series. Um, I think that the Celtics have proven a ton to us defensively. Um, and then you just look up and down. I think that they have more talent. I think Miami is better coached. I think Miami has a better bench, but I think Tatum is the best player in this series. And uh, Jalen Brown has had a tremendous year. Uh, and then they have two guys you can put on bam in Robert Williams and Al Horford. And so uh, health is going to be a key factor as always is in playoff basketball. But I think the Celtics have just a little bit more by narrow edge. And I think that they take that game seven. It is going to game seven. I think they take that game seven on the back of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum who have their, uh, we have arrived moment. People have been talking for years like, oh, well, they got to get to the finals. They got to get to the finals. Um, maybe Jimmy 
and the gang is able to slam the door on that. But I think the Celtics have enough, and I think they're ready to make that leap. So I'm going Boston. Fair enough. Fair enough. One thing for sure, barring a global catastrophe, we shall see. Yeah. Today's episode – or, or go, go ahead, Leo. Go, 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 go. Today's episode of Hoops or is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community, tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're, how, they're here to help us grow uh, and hate your favorite team. A rising tide, it lifts all, lifts all boats. Check us out on social media or go to sportsdrink.org. On Instagram, we are sports drink with no vowels. So S P R T S D R N K, sports drink. Uh, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. Uh, just shut the door behind you. If you don't want to let the funk out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to find that. Maybe I'll play that. I got my bass guitar in the corner here. I'm going to try to learn. Hell that. yeah. Uh, closing thoughts, gentlemen. Closing thoughts. God bless America. Thank God for basketball. Um, man, you know, oh, one interesting, yes, one, thank you. Oh, so glad I remembered this because I find this is really interesting. Assuming the Heat and the Golden State meet, match up in the finals, check this out. The Heat and the, and the Golden State both have identical records and Golden State uh, wins the series of matchups like they beat the Heat during the regular season more. Wow. So technically, they would get freaking home field event, even though the Heat are the number one seed. And guess what? Wow. The, the Heat's last game of the season was against the Orlando Magic, and it, they kind of threw it away. They like they we didn't play the starters. Oladipo had forty points and shit. Like ball, but like we, you know, the Heat basically got blown out. Dude, look how that shit ended up. That's crazy. So now that's an interesting thing to look at. It's home court yeah. advantage. There's no field in basketball. And I'll end <laughs> with another Lewis Carroll quote. Uh, but get at the beginning. And when you get to the end, stop. <laughs> that was like uh, some Yogi Berra shit. That was the, the, the Bucks strategy. And it, it worked. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, they were really good throughout. Anyway, that's all the time we got for y'all next time. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs>